Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Odyssey series on the Ideal Investor Show, where I'm giving you a little bit of some insights on how our strategy originally kind of evolved and where we are with it and how I'm thinking about it and, you know, all those kind of things. So today's topic that I want to kind of touch on is balancing risk and reward and how I came up with the diversification strategy that I'm proposing to our tribe members, to our clients or to the people that we're working with. And obviously to you as well, even if you're not a client. If you haven't checked it out yet, I always recommend go to idealinvestorshow.com, click on the green button there, book a call and let's have a conversation and then see if we can maybe come together, have the same vibe, kind of like each other and want to work with each other. I would really appreciate that. So balancing risk and reward and the diversification strategy. Now, first and foremost, I want to reiterate, I've written and said it many times, the core anchoring point, at least in my strategy and the strategy that I stand for, is residential real estate. So anything that is like a single family home, a duplex, triplex, fourplex, especially because certain rules for financing and securing and, and all kinds of stuff apply for that particular slice in the real estate market. But that would be maybe something like in the order of 70% of where my investments and investments that I recommend for our clients should go. That leaves the question, what about the rest? And without going into too much detail, I like, for one, to establish something that generates security in a sense. So things like gold coins, silver coins, um, investments that have a very, very long tradition to maintain their value. And you could argue, yeah, residential real estate has that too, but there are still somewhat more market inputs that have influence on pricing and how much your tenants pay and stuff like that. Gold and silver, and especially in the form of coins, so you can transport them, you have maybe a little bit additional value because they're also collector's items. That's one of the other aspects. Now, from, you know, like old and traditional versus modern, I have also become a fan of some modern things in the crypto space. And so I'm holding a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit of Ethereum, but mainly in crypto, I'm having Bitcoin and I'm working on kind of growing my Bitcoin holdings, you know, initially to have one coin and now trying to get beyond one coin in a very small way because it's just really a supplementation to the other assets. And then, and some people might actually be a little bit surprised about that, I also have some stocks. But my strategy in the context of uh, diversification using stocks is mainly focused on what am I really interested in? And because of that, I have interest in the sense of doing continuous research, staying up to date. So one of my holdings in stocks and one of the very few ones I have at all is Tesla, partially because I really believe in electric cars, but I also believe in the other things that they want to do, meaning like they want to convert the world 
uh, to sustainable energy that is partially through transportation with the cars and trucks that they make, but they also want to do it by offering solar panels. They're offering huge battery packs, both for commercial uses with like multi-megawatt storage capacity. They offer batteries for your home that you can install together with a solar system and be completely independent. So this whole aspect of sustainable energy is something that I've always believed in. Tesla, in my opinion, is the first company that is really pushing in that direction. And I'm so interested that I don't mind a few times a week to really hear about it, read articles and see how they progress. So consequently, I own their stock. And whenever there is a little dip, I buy some more. And this another equally long-term holding. I just read an article the other day where it said, if you go into the S&P 500, that's the big 500 company US stock exchange, and you hold stocks, almost unequivocally any stocks or the S&P as an index by itself, for 20 years, you could not lose. Now, that is almost the same thing uh, that you could say about real estate, right? So Tesla is one of the holdings. The other holding is Palantir for this whole uh, evolution of AI. I think they have something special in that direction. And that's it. I have those two. And then the last area I want to touch on when it comes to diversification goes into other things. And these other things, and I don't even want to put any kind of percentage on it. But what I want to tell you is similar to what I do in stocks, where I only invest in stocks, where I really like the underlying company and what they do because I'm interested in learning about them on a regular basis. The same thing in, in a slightly different twist is true for these other things. Some people put in that category of other things, they like to collect watches. Again, other things uh, other people say, well, I like to collect wine or I like to collect whiskey or I like to collect certain things. So my wife and I, we started collecting art from a particular artist called Dale Terbush because we really, really like what he paints. And yes, there is a chance that the paintings that we own increase in value. But honestly, we bought those because we really like the paintings and we don't mind having them on the walls in our house. And the fact that they might make us some money if we ever had a really, 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 really bad emergency to sell them is just icing on the cake. So the same thing is I'm jokingly saying to people who actually want into uh, starting to collect whiskey, I always say you got to buy at least two bottles of each because the one you collect, maybe with the intention to make a profit, and the other one, when shit hits the fan, it gets really bad, you open it and enjoy it, right? So those are the different aspects of diversification. And what I hope you can take away from today's episode is that, yes, diversification has a systematic component. It has a financial component. It has a profit-making component. It has a securing our future component. But it also has a significantly sized component of enjoyment. And it's not just the enjoyment of increase in value, but if you collect like we collect art and, and enjoy looking at it, or if you collect wine or whiskey and you enjoy tasting it, or you collect uh, stamps or coins or whatever it might be, it's not just the value that is in it, but it's also the joy that you get from handling them and seeing them and owning them and so forth. So that's an important component to diversification. Yes, money is important, profit is important, but joy 
is also an important component in that for anything that has to do with your investments. So I hope that gives you a little bit of an idea how I look at diversification and what I think is the good way to go with it. So if that resonates with you or any of the other episodes in our Odyssey series or in our podcast in general, I would really like again to encourage you to go to idealinvestorshow.com, find the green button, book a call. Let's have a conversation and see if you like to get my help or if you just want to know, hey, can you give me some tip or some things where you can actually help us? Because we constantly have opportunities where we need other people's help as well. So it all starts with a conversation. I hope you do that soon. Be well, stay safe, and I talk to you tomorrow.